Hi, everyone. This is Gideon Fiddleside, Editorial Director, Custom at PR Week. I am so excited to be joining you today for what will be a terrific podcast about a topic everyone is familiar with, but one that has never been spoken about quite in the manner we will today. Allow me to set the stage. As communicators, strategists, and counselors to global businesses, you must bring a humanizing, trauma-informed lens to your work in today's tumultuous landscape. Recognizing that need, Ketchum recently launched its Trauma-Informed Consultancy, a team of credentialed multidisciplinary consultants who are trauma experts to serve its employees and clients. You might notice I used the word trauma three times in that paragraph. That was very intentional. Ketchum defines trauma as such, a psychological injury that affects performance and well-being. With everything going on in the world today, not to mention the way our lives have been impacted by multiple traumatic events over the past two plus years, there isn't anyone out there who can't relate deeply to this topic. And joining me today are three extraordinary leaders, each one of them integral to this incredible new offering from Ketchum. Ketchum. Michelle Baker, EVP and MD of Corporate Strategic Initiatives and Public Health at Ketchum. Jim Joseph, CEO US and Global Chief Marketing and Integration Officer at Ketchum. Don Shedrick, founder and CEO Gentex Training and Consulting, faculty member at Columbia University School of Social Work, who's also a consultant for Ketchum. I welcome all three of you to today's podcast. 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 I am really excited to get this conversation started. So let's just get right to it. Michelle, I'm going to start with you. And this is a fairly straightforward question. I'm sure the answer will be a little bit more detailed. I'd love to give you the floor to explain to our audience what Ketchum's Trauma-Informed Consultancy is, who it's meant to help, and how it works. So, Michelle, the floor is yours. Well, thank you, Gideon. Really appreciate the opportunity to be here today. Um, Ketchum really created a trauma-informed consultancy in response to the high levels of trauma, what we've seen recently and worldwide, as you just mentioned, from the pandemic, social justice issues, environmental and financial challenges. Ketchum really realized we need to think and operate differently, both as an employer in a workplace, but also as a communications consultancy. So in response, we built a team with the expertise needed to inform the new thinking and a new approach. As you mentioned, we enlisted a clinical social worker with expertise in marginalized communities and trauma-informed practices. Uh, we also enlisted a, an attorney who's worked with the Department of Justice, who's been a direct liaison with victims in some of the most high-profile traumatic events and cases in the country, from shootings with Charlottesville or the pulse shootings to school-based incidents of violence to the gymnast case and marathon bombings. So we also had a final member of our team who's a licensed psychologist and expertise in trauma-informed change. We realized at Ketchum we needed to increase the roster of expertise and voices uh, helping us think differently and act differently. So those team members have been onboarded and really helped us develop resources and tools to help catch them and also as an employer, but also um, in our work for clients. We've seen across the board, you know, everything in terms of turnover for workplace, quiet quitting, loud quitting, everything in between, burnout, turnover, all of those things really require a different level of expertise and focus. So we were very deliberate about thinking about our people first. So we started with a series of trainings for our people that includes uh, pilots that was seven part ser a seven-part series focused on introducing our people to the terms trauma. As you mentioned, it doesn't roll off the tongue readily. It's not something that people talk about. 
So our first step um, with these 51 senior people uh, that we were piloting with was getting people comfortable with the terminology, but also making them trauma aware and saying what resonated and what worked. Um, and we're in the, po- in the process of compiling that and rolling that out to, to our full team. Um, and what kind of came from that is then thinking about, okay, if we're in trauma informed as an employer in a workplace, how does that apply to our, our clients and some of the work and challenges they're facing? Because they're very parallel in many ways. So we've been working with them in tandem uh, to put together trainings, talk about how we might be a trauma informed in our work and our communications for them. And we're in the process of modifying uh, those initial pilots to be programs that that our, our clients can use and benefit from as well. Um. You know, I have to say one of the reasons, again, I'm so excited about this is it was funny. I was having a conversation earlier today with a colleague here. Um, Obviously, over the last two or three years, the attention being paid to your employees' well-being has been so paramount. It's always been important. I know that. But I've never heard it talked about more in the communications industry. This kind of takes it to another level. And I just think that's if, you know, sorry if I'm opining here, but I just think that's awesome. So thank you so much for that, Michelle. And, you know, Jim. I want to turn it over to you now. Take this from a slightly different angle. Despite numerous troubling events going on in the world today, and there are a lot, it's not as if we haven't had myriad periods previously where we all felt overwhelmed by turmoil, crisis, and yes, trauma. So Jim, why did Ketchum feel that this was the time to launch this offering? And I ask you that both from the perspective of those who will benefit from it, as well as from the perspective of why Ketchum felt it was ready to launch something this ambitious at this time. Absolutely. And you're correct. A lot of this is not new. We've been dealing with these issues for years, but the pace of change and the pandemic and all of the issues and crises that we've been collectively facing have brought it to a whole new level. And while that word trauma is a big word, and it used to be kind of reserved for a one-time incident or a one-time event, we're seeing that it's sustained, it's ongoing. And if you are part of a marginalized community, it's even worse. It is in the very nature of your life. So we realized as we looked at other industries who were talking about being trauma-informed, that that was something that we needed to do as well. We needed to become trauma-informed. We needed to be able to equip our people and our clients to be able to create programs that understand what that target audience, whoever it might be, may be going through and adjust accordingly and make it so that you're adding value to their lives and to the trauma that they may be facing. So we felt like it was our obligation, quite honestly. We felt a duty as a leader in the industry uh, to bring this to our clients, but we realized that that duty and that obligation needed to start with our people. We need to be trauma-informed. We need to be trauma-informed if we're going to consult our clients, but also we need to be trauma-informed with our own teams because our teams are going through this as well. All of us are going through it. All of us have to set aside what we're dealing with in our personal life to dig into the work. So we started with our people to equip them, to help them, to support them so that they could in turn do the same thing for our clients. We felt an obligation. The timing was perfect. It's something that is happening in other industries. So it's about time our industry grab this. It's not brand new work. It's work we've been doing. It's just through a different lens in a different time in the world. Absolutely. And much like I hear and I, and I see in so many other areas of communications, it makes so much sense that this is actually starting with your employees. They're the ones who are sort of the testers, 
Absolutely. <laughs> of how this is going to work. Right. And then you could bring it out to your clients. Right. And I'm actually, I'm really, really curious watching the progress of this going forward to see how it's going to impact your clients. I think, I think there's some really, really exciting possibilities there and it's going to, it could change the agency client relationship in, in ways it's probably never had before. And I think that's all, again, just really, really exciting stuff. And um, I hope my excitement about this isn't, you know, isn't looked at negatively because it's trauma that's getting me excited, but it is a reality. And you know what? We have to live in reality and, you know, trauma, if you're prepared for trauma, it can, it could be not such a scary thing. So again, kudos, kudos on the program. And now Dawn, you are a perfect example of the kind of external leaders that agencies are bringing in or should be bringing in to really, really expand their offerings and expand the way they look at everything. So um, really excited that you're here today. And this podcast is not only meant to spotlight this great new offering by a top PR agency, it is also meant to get everyone out there to understand why trauma is a topic that brands and businesses must factor into their worlds, especially when it comes to marginalized communities. So Dawn, looking at your bio ahead of our podcast today, I was so inspired by all the people and organizations you've helped. The companies at which you've led mental and emotional well-being workshops is really, really impressive. So from all those instances, how are companies engaging with underrepresented and marginalized communities amidst social, public, health, and economic disparities? And in your work, you often highlight the key differences on how different groups process trauma. So let's talk about the importance of being trauma-informed for all of these groups. I know there was a lot, but, you know, you're at Columbia University, so I think you can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot, but I, I think I got you. I think I got you. Um, so, yeah, so let's start with why it's important, you know, to understand um, the dynamics of trauma, right? In that all people, regardless of identity, the way that we interpret events as traumatic and the way that we process the trauma is influenced by so much of just our human experience. So it's shaped by our upbringing, our cultural foundation, our gender identity, whether or not we've experienced trauma before, what is our favorite color? Like there's literally and why there is so much that goes into our experiences of trauma. And if an organization or anyone aims to authentically be inclusive and trauma informed, it's important to understand that particularly marginalized communities of which there are many experience trauma and process it very differently. And unfortunately, a lot of that um, happens because of historical traumas that folks, you know, that occupy their social identities have experienced. And so within organizations, both as employers, but also, you know, in terms of their work, it's important to understand, just like Jim and Michelle said, first and foremost, you want to make sure that your teams feel you know, included, they feel a sense of belonging, that their needs are met in that way, but that also so that the organization can either in their work or in their client supporting work, ensure that they are reaching the communities that they're aiming to reach in their work. Thank you for that, Dawn. And I would imagine at this point, there are probably everyone out there listening is probably like, why didn't we think of this? <laughs> So um, catch and beat you to it on this one. So good for them. But that, that's a really, really good setup. And it really, really kind of explains why this offering was created, why it's so important, the, you know, the potential of it. 
want to dig a little bit deeper, though, into how it works. So this really is for everyone joining me today, all three of you. In today's day and age, trauma is prevalent in many forms. I think we've established that. Uh, even though, Dawn, I'm, cur- I'm curious how my favorite color plays into that conversation. It's blue, by the way. But uh, we, we could talk about that offline. How is an offering such as the trauma-informed consultancy um, going to help the comms industry and professionals to become educated about its impact? So I want to get a little bit deeper into like some of the specifics of how you're educating your employees, because that's who you've really focused on so far, about trauma and uh, how they can really understand its impact. And perhaps even more importantly, if I may, understand how it's affecting them and their ability to do their jobs. Because I think one of the things, whenever I have conversations about, well, pretty much anything, one of the things I don't always factor is how communicators are impacted by everything that's going on in the world and how it affects their ability to do their jobs well. This isn't just about clients or, you know, other other colleagues. It's really about everyone can look at themselves and see how trauma impacts them. And I'm sure this offering was created to help them just as much as anybody else. So sorry if I went off a little bit of tangent there. But again, I want to get into the specifics of how this um, this new offering is really educating communicators about how to recognize trauma, how to recognize the signals and so on and so forth. Boy, that was a long question. But, you know, Michelle, you're smart. So I'm sure you know exactly where I'm going with this. So I'm going to turn it over to you first before I let Jim and Dawn chime in. No, great. Thank you for that. So one of the things that we found when we first started doing the pilots, of which it was a, you know, a seven-part series, so we have a lot to kind of reflect back on, was I was a little nervous, like, how are people going to react? Are they going to speak up? Is there going to be conversation in the chat? Because we did all of these virtually. And I was surprised to see the floodgates really opened. People felt so... Um, like they had an opportunity to finally talk about some of these things. And as you know, our workplace and our industry, um, we're 24-7 monitoring the news. And most of the news lately is is not great. And we are, you know, in a client service um, industry where we don't necessarily control all of our calendars and some of the things that might pop up on it. Um, so it was such a great resource for people to have a name um, to put around what we've been struggling with internally and how they can maybe take steps to be more aware themselves. So how they manage their teams, how they manage their interactions with their clients and others, vendors, partners that we just come in contact with every day. But then that final step of even thinking, how does this inform my work um, and what I do, whether it's you know planning a campaign, um, outlining a project or an initiative for a company or a, a, an organizational partner, a government agency, it really comes into everything that that we do in terms of it putting a name. First, it provided a naming and framing for this is what we're experiencing, and then it made it okay to talk and think about these things in a workplace setting and gave people the language to kind of talk around it. And then, last but not least, it provided some tools how you can you know very specific steps um, that you can use to to manage your interactions with each other, with clients, Um, some things to do as you're putting together the creative process, things to be aware of. Um, To be a trauma-informed organization, the goal is to recognize that trauma is is pervasive in our culture and our society and to do everything we can to not add to that trauma. And so we don't have all the answers. We aren't therapists. We aren't curing the problems of the world. But these are tools um, to help guide us. When you think about it, we're an industry that is so influenced by pop culture, by the news cycles, about best practices and how you communicate to people. And most importantly, how 
to make sure that the person or people that you're communicating to receive the message in the way that you intend it and they get value from it. That's why it's so important to be looking at that work through a very contemporary lens. And the contemporary lens right now and for the foreseeable future, unfortunately, is through a trauma-informed lens. It's different than sort of day-to-day normal communications. It's different than maybe managing an issues or a crisis like we still do. This is sustained trauma that everybody faces. So for our teams in particular, when you ask that question, that's very much a part of what we're training them on is how do you process your own trauma? How do you put it aside? And then how do you consult with either your team member or your client to help them manage their trauma? Because we're in that middle all the time with our teams and with our clients. Trauma comes into every meeting some way, somehow. So we have to equip our people with tools and as Michelle said, language and nomenclature and ways to process things that give them the ability to, to move through it and, and to come up with programs that are adding, adding value. It is a different day for sure. And we very much feel like it's our responsibility, like I was saying, to provide that environment to our employees, to protect their welfare to support them as they go through their life. And this is very much a part of that. And they're going to benefit. We've seen it already. They're benefiting from it. And now they're able to benefit their clients. It's a new lens for which to look at our work. Excellent. And, you know, Don, I want to bring you into this as well, because you clearly come from a different perspective than Jim and Michelle do with what you do every day. And I'm going to ask you a question that I might, it might've been better for me to ask Jim or Michelle, but I'm still going to ask you this anyway, because what do you feel you have uniquely brought into this um, to this offering that might not have been part of it had you not been part of this whole process? And again, I know that might seem odd for you to talk about yourself in that way, but you know you're so impressive with everything that you've done. I, I, I I'm happy to give you the opportunity to answer that, and then Jim and Michelle could add on to that afterwards if they want. So, Don, what makes you so great at what you do? I guess is another way for me to ask that question. <laughs> I appreciate the question and that it puts me on the spot to speak about it. No, 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 in a good way. No trauma. No trauma. No trauma. (laughs) Um, What really has been my grounding intention in this work, particularly Mm -hmm. with Ketchum, is to be able to talk about trauma in this type of space, like in a corporate space, but in a way that is inviting and might not even, might and wouldn't reinforce whatever people's previous perceptions were of just the word trauma, right? Or misconceptions of the word trauma. So to be able to even talk through a definition of trauma and allow for people to let that sink in and also provide space for people to share, which people have that, wow, like this gives me a new perspective on this, or it, you know, has been validating to just talk about like what trauma is in this particular context, And I more specifically have talked about trauma in marginalized communities because, you know, it's so important for people, like I said earlier, to understand like how we are shaped in terms of our experience of trauma, because in doing that, we can create the most inclusive solutions or at least commit to creating the most inclusive solutions. Excellent. Thank you for that. I know Jim and Michelle, actually, you know, I do want to ask you this question because one of the, one of the things that makes this offering so strong is the fact that you guys realize you need to bring outside experts who have knowledge that perhaps you didn't. And so 
not to embarrass Dawn because that's not what I'm trying to do. But what, you know, what did Dawn and some of the other external leaders that you brought in really bring into this offering that you, that you wouldn't have had in it had they not been part of it? So much. I, what's running through my head is so much. And, and Dawn and the other consultants have been so generous. <laughs> and if I'm going to be honest, we would have approached this probably through a much more commercial lens. We wouldn't be able to help ourselves. We're, we're, in, we're in the business. You know, and we're, in, we're in the business for client service. And we would have looked at it very much through a client lens. We actually started there in many ways until we stopped ourselves after some conversations with Dawn and the other consultants to say, wait, it was actually Michelle who did it. Michelle said, wait, we have to start with our people first. And we were like, ah, oh, of course. And what Dawn brings is the, the purity of the work, but also the permission for us to explore things that we would not be able to explore. We just wouldn't have the wherewithal and the permission to make mistakes and to say the wrong thing and to take guidance on how to process it ourselves and then help other people process it as well. We just would have never had that, that purity. And as a result, we've all walked away with, with the right naming and framing to help people process it with the right perspective on how to deal with it yourself and help others uh, with, with the right knowledge that like, it's not perfect and it's not going to be perfect. You know, we would have wanted it all in a nice box with a bow on it, you know, in, in branded Ketchum colors. And we, we realized because of Dawn that it's not going to be, it's mm. not what it's going to be. It's going to be imperfect. It's going to be messy. It's trauma informed and you got to be okay with that. And we're, we got so comfortable with it because of her and it's a work in progress. We don't have it in a, in a it's not even in a box yet. It's, it's still floating out there. And we launched it floating out there because we wanted to show that it is a work in progress. And that's part of the whole concept behind it. You know, as a work in progress, um, I also imagine that the testing that you've done so far with your employees, you've probably learned some interesting things already from them that can inform this program. So, Michelle, I'm going to give you the opportunity here to sort of talk about how can you talk a little bit about what the feedback has been so far from the employee base at Ketchum? And if you could, if you could, if you could like, you know, single out one or two things that perhaps you've learned from them that are going to help you sort of, you know, grow this offering even more, give you the floor to talk about that. Yeah, I, I totally appreciate that. So I think the main, one of the main things we learned is, you know, in having the outside consultants come into our industry, which we are so, you know, button down the hatches. We've got so much work to do. It's only so many hours in a day. Sometimes we lack the ability to step back and do self-reflection in terms of where there, you know, you know, at, at the risk of um, productivity, maybe we need to slow down. Maybe we need to have very deliberate times to talk through things, um, talk about our processes, the way we run meetings, the way the pictures and images we use in in videos and, and, and PowerPoints, some of the language we use as we're talking about certain issues. It gave us a real opportunity to kind of think a little different about things we thought we knew in terms of you know, a visual image we might be selecting to a program we might be launching. And we brought in those outside consultants with backgrounds in legal, social work, psychology, education, to really kind of push back on some of our programming and the initial language we, we used in the earlier days um, of putting this together. And we're pleasantly surprised that the more basic and real we got, not trying to dress it up with a lot of cutesy terms and acronyms and things, just being really frank and direct was what people needed right now. People are t 
tired and they need you know basic information and oppor- opportunity to share. Um, so we really brought that into every meeting. The first meeting, it was sort of a little bit like, I don't know how people are going to react. And as I mentioned, those floodgates opened. So then we realized we need to be able to steer the, the conversation because it, it is confusing. People are like, you know, I'm a consultant in communications. My job is not necessarily to be a therapist or to provide some of these levels of counseling to our clients or to um, the world writ large. So we had to be very deliberate about defining what our role is and what we can and can't be responsible for. Because while we have the expertise of these consultants and these new team members on board, they aren't going to be able to be in every call and every interaction. So we have to be very clear that what we're doing is helping our team members be aware and think about how they might approach a problem, a meeting, a campaign, a conversation differently in a way that's more productive um, and maybe yields better outcomes for, for everyone involved. The better the conversation, the more the time seems to fly by. Definitely happened in this case. And again, I'm just really excited to have this conversation with the three of you because I think with this offering, Ketchum is being very innovative, very real, very courageous. Because again, in a world where it's hard to control anything, you have introduced something that again is kind of going to take on a life of its own and it's going to kind of shape itself as you go forward. And for Ketchum to have the courage to stand behind that is really admirable. I want to sincerely thank Michelle, Jim, and Dawn for joining me today and for being leaders on this incredible offering. I also, of course, want to thank Ketchum for its support of this podcast. And of course, I want to thank all of you out there for listening. And, you know, I really, really hope that if anything comes from today's podcast, you think a little bit about trauma and you think about how it impacts your life, your work, those, you know, those around you, whether it's clients or coworkers or whatever, because I think that... This is one this is one of those offerings that can potentially help the entire industry which is again really admirable so very very exciting. I also absolutely encourage all of you to go to Ketchum's website ketchum.com where you can learn more about this offering as well. I want to thank everyone for joining me today. Until next time, this is Gideon Fiddles out of PR Week wishing you all the best and you know, I think Lester Holt stole my line because I always used to say, take care of yourselves and each other. But then I see him say it on national television. So maybe he did say it before I do. But I certainly hope all of you do that anyway. And I look forward to seeing you next time. 